Hey guys. Wagwan, this is your girl Big Mish. This is Izzy and you're listening to Link 6 the podcast, the entertainment podcast with Bear Vibes. Nigeria, stand up. And Toronto, I'm going to need you to stand up as well. Our special guest today was born and raised in Nigeria and now calls Toronto home. Mm-hmm. Started songwriting from the very young age of nine, and by 10, he had books filled with rap songs written by him. Very impressive. He's inspired by Michael Jackson, Bob Marley, James Brown, and interestingly, although from Nigeria, he loves dancehall. He calls his, his style of music Afrofusion, which is a combination of both Afrobeat and dancehall. I thought so. Thank you for linking up with us, Prophet. <laughs> Mr. Solomon Grande, what's good? I'm good, you know, out here, you know, living COVID year. It's been a you crazy know, year. Izzy was actually talking and she asked me, is it Solomon Grande or is it Solomon Grande? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Solomon Grande. So it's if you Grundy, want, you can clarify actually. that. Not Ariana Grande. It's Solomon Grande. Okay, perfect. Okay. See, so I know Solomon what I'm Grundy. talking about, so. but I don't know why she doesn't want to listen to me. Yeah. I thought so, though. How's your day, though? How's everything going? Uh, good, good. You know, good. Uh, I was actually just gaming while I was waiting for you guys. To- what game oh. are you playing? Yes, sir. Oh, the man's exposing that we're running late. <laughs> FIFA, actually. FIFA, okay, okay. Yeah. Are you getting the um what's the new one called? Um place PS Ooh, PS5. Is a girl getting it? Because you know, you know the topics like girls have to get the man PS5. Exactly. Well, let's see what happens for Christmas. <laughs> I don't, I don't wanna I don't we'll wanna see, spoil we'll the surprise, but I'm uh you know, funny enough, like I'm so lazy to really? get a new console, like mm-hmm. having to adapt because like right now I'm using uh, the Xbox uh console. I had the PS1, PS2, PS3. I took a break for PS4 and got the Xbox One. And now it's PS5. All my friends had the PS4 and I was not using the PS4. So it was hard for me to get with my friends. And I was like, okay, like when the PS5 comes out, I'm going to want to switch. Yeah. But like, I'm so used to the Xbox now because I love first person shooter games. And I just, you know, a lot of the action games in the Xbox and the way the controller feels. Mm-hmm. Now I'm stuck between, should I change, get used to the yes. PlayStation again, or just keep it on the Xbox? But I don't like the new Xbox they put out. So Why don't like it? I don't know. It just looks weird. And it's too bulky. <laughs> I know so nothing possibly, about gaming. The only yeah, Xbox possibly, I had was, okay, I don't know which model, but it's like this yeah. big. Like, and it's probably the 360 then. The, no 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 before that yeah ain't the ancient one i have no clue and then i had the playstation where the lid would just pop up like this remember that one that was a playstation (laughs) one (laughs) i wish i played games i have no idea what after that i don't know i lost track of what's out it's been a while for you yeah (laughs) for sure so we do have a few questions for you prophet we actually want to get to know you as an artist so izzy what's your question i just want to know when and how did you discover dancehall Oh, um, actually growing up um, in Nigeria, dancehall was huge, um, pretty huge compared to Afro beats back then. Like, really? Dancehall was huge. Like we who was blowing people. up back then? Sean Paul, first of all. Just oh. give me the light. <laughs> that, that sounds <laughs> like, you know, Sean Paul was huge. Um, we had this other guy, like my dad used to play him a lot. I think he's Nigerian, um, Majek Fashek. I used to listen to Bob Marley, you know, I used to listen to Lucky Dube, which is a South African dancehall artist, um, you know, a whole bunch of my dad used to actually love a lot of reggae. 
So that's kind of how it started for me, like reggae and then dance hall with like Sean Paul. I forget a lot of the other ones I used to listen to because a lot of them don't make music anymore. But Beanie yeah. Man was another one. Ooh, of them. Okay. Yeah. I hear me, you. Okay. A lot of people don't agree with me, but see, I don't want to say it because I know I'm going to get attacked, but I say Beanie Man is still the king of dance hall. He is. Mm. He really is. You agree with me, Big Me? I agree with you 100%. Because a lot of people say Vibes Cartel is the king. Exactly. And I thought Prophet would have said that as well. Yeah. Vibes Cartel is the king. I'm and not he, I'm not going to lie. Like, for the Vibes, modern generation. Vibes Cartel has yeah. hit still. Yeah. Like, he has hit. He does. Um, yeah. Beanie Man hasn't had, to me, he hits since like early 2000s. I guess they can both be kings, like king of different eras, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think the early 2000s, definitely Beanie Man was killing it. I think like from, you know, late 2010s, like I think definitely Vibes Cartel. And then like, you know, he went to prison and gave uh, a break for people like my, you know, my new favorites, you know. Who? Who's that? Who's your new favorite? Guess. <laughs> I don't even know what he's going to, what are you going to say? Like Popcorn? He's one I of was going to get a bottle. No, I was gonna say Skillibang. No. Oh my gosh, you want the Skillibang? Do you know who Skillibang is? Actually, yes, I do. Okay. But my new favorite is Cranium. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. Okay. yeah I know I like Cranium. he sold me on um, this song he did with uh, TY Dollar Sign. Uh, I think nobody have you know, yeah, that song, yeah, so me and you have it. <laughs> yeah like the way he does the way he says certain things in his songs i'm like damn i could totally relate you know maybe that's why you know i'm really fucking with him like i don't know if i'm allowed to cuss in this you can yeah for grown yeah Yeah, of course you can yeah cranium is what's you know i listen to him like a lot these days popcorn too like popcorn is pretty hot with it still yeah yeah so i have another question for you Shoot. Um, 2020 is a big year. A lot has been going on. But I noticed for you, it's been pretty big because you've been really showing your versatility. Mm. You have an EP Echo, which showed your Afrofusion sound. But you also have a few projects where you sh- you're showing like a hip hop profit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's pushing you in 2020 to push your boundaries? Um, you know, funny enough, uh, when I first started doing music, like you said, at the age of 10, writing raps you know I was originally a rapper I got into like singing like much later when I was about 12 or 13 so like for me I believe rap was more of therapy for me because um I used to listen to people like Eminem 50 Cent you know a lot of gangster rap but you know growing up in a place like Nigeria a lot was going on too you know what I mean so it was basically therapeutic for me to like write lines about what I was going through and stuff like that why was Um, it so therapeutic for you at the time oh man you how do I explain Nigeria is a very wild place Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I lived in basically a city that is known to be one of the most ghetto cities in the whole of Nigeria basically we have kidnappings robberies and all of that stuff you know my mom's been kidnapped twice like you know crazy shit like that happens yeah so it's like a lot of stuff like I used to go to school near you know a part of you know the city where basically everybody had guns guns like rooftops were filled with guns you know shit was crazy shit was always popping off I used to go to sleep with gunshots ringing in the you know surroundings like that's how like yeah it was it was crazy and you know rap was basically where I would you know, process a lot of things, like put it in the paper and just talk about stuff I was going through. Uh, 
there's so many incidents i can't even like you know mention them all right now but let's just say like growing up in nigeria was crazy <laughs> yeah wow yeah. Are there any aspects of Nigeria where you can say, okay, I had a lot of fun yeah. from hearing the gunshots a couple of times in your area? Um, what, sure. are, what are the fun things you actually did in Africa? I think for me, like growing up, it was more of the fun things were with family. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad used to, you know, spoil us. Like, you know, we always go to the hit places. Like if it's popping, we're there. My dad's taking us there, right? So like, you know, going to malls, like, you know, uh, looking forward to Christmas all year long, you know what I mean? Like that and just spending time with family and school too. Like, you know, I used to be a very popular kid in school. So it was always fun going to school and dealing with, you know, all the shit that we used to deal with in school. But I feel like I had more fun in Nigeria when I started doing my music tours. Like Nigeria was a different place when I was grown and I was doing music tours. Like that was when I feel like that's when I actually felt like I enjoyed Nigeria as a place where it was not, you know, <laughs> just rat tat tat. Right, <laughs> right. Going on. right. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I almost died a couple of times. I went through a home invasion. I got robbed. Like sh- crazy shit still happened on tour, but it was lit. Like no lies there. Like it was lit. When did you come here? Guess. Guess? Guess. Five years ago. Five years? Yeah. Shit. I've almost been here a decade. Yeah, okay. okay. I, I came okay. here. Oh, God. I don't know the math. Like, maybe 17 years now? No, 10 oh. years. So she's deep in the system, Prophet. I've been here for, like, six years. So. Wow. 17, 10, 6. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a question years. I definitely want to ask you, Prophet. I listened to Echo, and I think it's a great body of work. But one of my favorite songs is Body and Clyde. You know me, I love that loyalty, that type of bond, that ride or die situation. Right. I just want to ask you, why is it that you chose that Bonnie and Clyde dynamic for your song? Why is it that you chose that? Um, let's just say I'm blessed enough to have uh, people that, you know, are ride or die and people that have stuck by me through thick and mm-hmm. thin and people that basically make my life better because... You know, as an artist and as a person, you know, as a black man, a lot of shit be going on. But, you know, you got that one person or those people that, you know, just make life better. And I was trying to, like, capture um, the feeling that would express um, what that person means to me. Right. So Mm -hmm. that was what basically was the inception of the song Bunny and Clyde. Okay, dope. Yeah. So if you had to choose a female artist as your Bonnie, who would it be? Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> Why Rihanna? She a rude girl. I like, the way, <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like the way she carries herself, to be honest. Like How does she carry she, herself? She carries herself like, rude. <laughs> you know, yeah, she's sure of like herself. Her she's very confident. You know, mm-hmm. she's very confident in who she is. And I like that because, like, I feel like I'm confident in who I am as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, I like women that can compliment me in that sense of the word. I like confident women, you know, women that carry themselves like, yeah, I'm the shit and you better. Yeah. Know. 
Okay, so my next question for you is, one of my favorite song as well is Solomon Grande. Um, for those who don't know, it's actually a nursery rhyme and it is a good way for kids to memorize the days of the week. I want to know what's the reason as to why you chose that? Why is it that you wanted to use that British rhyme, that nursery rhyme for um, Okay. It was, growing up in Nigeria, it was a very popular um, nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to reimagine it as an adult and okay. as basically the way my life is sometimes because i'll be getting into crazy shit like every day of the week <laughs> you know what i mean like if you listen to the lyrics of the song like oh I you mean, don't have to tell us you don't have to tell us definitely listen yeah listen listen guys um, this guy said in his nursery rhyme guys listen this guy was definitely on top of his game he said grind on a monday Met her on a Tuesday, drinks mm. on a Wednesday, brought her friend on a Thursday, two chicks on a Friday. What? Lord, I'm a sinner. Please mm. forgive me because it's Sunday. Damn. Bars. <laughs> Damn. You already know. Yeah, Bars. Man. That was so clever, Prophet. That was such Thank a you. clever line. Thank what made you. you actually think of that line? When you were writing that down, what made you think that? Do you actually carry two chicks on a Friday somewhere? Ah, the silence. <laughs> silence is an answer. Yes, there were two chicks involved. And just a lot of partying. A lot of partying. Wow. Yeah. A lot of money spending. You know, I'm I'm I gotta represent sometimes, like, you know, as a Nigerian, we know how to party. And yeah, 2016 was one of the years where I was really going hard at it. So I had to put it down on a song. Damn. Yeah. A lot call a party that you went to and you said yo this party was just so dope like i will never forget this party i was so wasted i had such a great time i was around so many chicks i barely remembered anything the next morning like do you remember that specific party you went to every year has those parties to be yeah honest. i agree Ex- which party were you going to yes um yes. where every year you're going I can to remember parties. That. Which parties right yeah like 2016 has its vibe had its vibe 2017 it was all right 2018 was crazy 2018 was the second time i was on in uh, i was on tour in nigeria and let me tell you nigeria does not disappoint if you've got money in nigeria you can do anything mm-hmm. you know if you imagine i want a party that looks like this or i want people that party like this you will find it you know what i mean and yeah like i can imagine or rather i could remember hmm which one should I pick? Watch a smile on his face. You know he gets no, trouble. <laughs> like, if you actually, um, 2016 was when I actually was dubbed the king of the party. If you actually. Why is it that you were labeled that way? Let's just say I, I knew how to party. I'm, I'm, I'm more of chill now, but is when it, it comes to party. Partying, Are you, you a party know, girl? I thought, I thought I could party, but listening to his stories, I'm, I didn't, no, <laughs> clearly yeah. not. So ladies, Solomon Grande has some form of truth to it. He's that party man. Truth. He's about it. It's a whole lot of truth. <laughs> There's even of truth. a point you even said there was a point in your life you were rich, you were poor, but you definitely prefer being rich. Oh, yeah. But speaking of, poor, speaking of poor, you were very open about this. So mm-hmm. you lost your home at one point. Mm-hmm. You spent all your savings for a tour in Nigeria. You've my gotten scammed in the process. Yeah, my then you decided shit. to come back to Toronto, broke and homeless. Your crazy friends even shit. didn't want to take you into their homes when you were homeless. 
Prophet, what the hell happened? <laughs> what happened? Let's just say like, I needed new friends. That just sounds like a sub story, <laughs> like nothing to something. Hey, man, I can't blame them because at the end of the day, as a man, like, you know, you are your responsibility. Yeah, um, man, but if I see Izzy on the street, I'm going to take care of her. I'm not going to leave her on the street. That's my dog, you know? Izzy, would you take care of me? Listen, you're sleeping in my bed with me. Right? Right. That's how loyalty works. Your boys are supposed to have your back no matter what. Yeah. There's what the a thing, right? Profit? First of all, that year, a lot of people moved out of Toronto, okay? So, like, my mm-hmm. core friends never lived in Toronto, first of all. My brother used to live in Toronto, but he moved out of Toronto too. You know, I don't, I didn't have any family in Toronto, period. So I only had like friends that maybe I went to school with, um, university or just friends like, you know, I used to like hang out with in the city. So I wouldn't really say that they were close, close friends, but they're people that I'd helped out on one occasion or the other. And, you know, I felt like I'd done enough to like get some reciprocity, but it didn't work that way. After being like, obviously a tour, I'm independent, right? So I had to pay my whole, you know, touring, basically. I had to pay to- Which tour was it, by the way? I'm very curious. You spent Um, all your savings for that tour. Yeah, because it was the very, like, you know how music works? Like you either need money or connections. Right. Um, So I I did not have those connections. I'm not from a um, music family. I'm not from, you know, all my family are basically- either politics or engineers or lawyers or, you know, judges, like we don't have music in, you know, the family that I come from. So there was nobody to really put, you know, okay, go see this person or go do that. Or, you know, this person can connect you to things. I didn't have that. So I had to search basically for all these contacts and all these connects myself. And let me tell you, when you're from Canada, going to Nigeria, even if you're from Nigeria, they think you got all this money in the, all the money in the world, right? They think you're here to spend money and they overcharge you. And some people just take your money and they don't do the job because it just happens in the music industry in Nigeria. It's very, um, there's no structure. So with the no structure, people just do what they want to do, right? You're lucky enough if you pay someone that they actually get the job done. Um, you had to pay to learn. They call it paying your dues. Right. So <laughs> I paid my dues. You paid your dues for sure. Know what I mean, I lost a lot of money. Um, I got a lot done, but that was the initial building of my fan base. Right. So mm-hmm. to me, it was like, yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You Lesson know? learned. Yeah. Definitely. You, you got to charge it to the game, is what they call Who it. Who did you perform with, by the way? So you went on the tour, you were right. in Nigeria. Who were the right. artists that you actually performed with? In 2017, uh, I didn't perform with any artists. Mm-hmm. I only performed at a club where, you know, there were some artists. I partied, okay. 2017 mm-hmm. was more like networking. So I partied with artists and performed with artists there, but it was more of like, okay, like, you know, the DJ is now my friend. So like introductory kind of performance, like, yo, this is a new kid on the block. Like, yo, here's the mic, go on stage, perform. And everybody's like, oh, that, that kid is dope type thing. Yeah, I mean, so 2018 was when I actually started doing shows and I actually started getting, you know, recognition to be like, okay, headlining with uh, some of the artists. Um, I did shows with people like J1, people like Teddy A in 2018. Um, Another guy called Rough Coin. Uh, Yeah, like it was basically uh, a show. The governor of the state was there too, like, you know, 
it was a lot of people in that particular um, show. Um, other than that, it was basically me being asked to guest uh, guest appear in like club club appearances and like other shows, other events that they were doing. On so, if you had to share the stage with an artist that you really liked, right? Who would it be? It could be an African artist. Burner Boy. Don't tell me, but I was gonna Please. say that. To Please don't tell me Burner Boy. Did you say Burner Boy? Yeah, Burner Boy. <laughs> I was gonna say, please don't tell me Burna Boy. Yeah. Everyone wants to perform with Burna Boy. Either Burna Africa, or, that is the goal. Either Burna or Davido, because to me, like, I love energetic performance mm-hmm. performances, and I love energetic performers. So, I feel like Davido has a lot of energy when he performs, and I feel like Burna brings a lot of energy, but at the same time, he brings like vibes. You know what I mean? I've only seen Burna Boy perform, and this man was like doing some little sidekicks. He was dancing, he was jumping, yeah, he took his top like, off, he was sweating, it, and I was like, "This pretty, is a show." Definitely, it's pretty yeah. energetic. Yeah, it's pretty energetic whenever these these guys like jump on stage, and I want to like be able to feed off of that energy and give my energy back and like create a performance that just basically the crowd is going crazy. That's the type of shows I like. And I have one more question for you, Prophet. Mm-hmm. If you had to speak back to those friends right now, so the friends who would not take you into their homes when you were broken homeless, what would you say to them right now? Look at me now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so Izzy, I'm going to need you to go into the trending topics. What is the question for today? Okay, guys. So I just want to start off by saying this is a controversial topic. I want to start off by mentioning that there are many women, especially black women, who are victimized and they never get justice. And I also want to acknowledge that there are men who um, are falsely accused. So you might have an idea of what topic I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Last week, Tory Lanez pled not guilty to the shooting of Meg Thee Stallion. Um, And around the same time, Meg released her album, Good News, which had a diss track on there called Shots Fired. I don't want to talk about the incident because we weren't there. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But we have Daystar that was released in September and we have good news. Let's talk about the music. What do you guys the think? Aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit biased. I'm a heavy Tory Lanez fan. Um, mm. Tory Lanez went crazy on that, you know, on that I project totally agree. on Daystar. Um, yeah, like, you know, he talked about the incident that happened. But hey, like I said, like music is therapy. Yeah, you know, absolutely. for a lot of us that do it, it's therapy and we talk about our feelings and we share it with people. You know, we are to a certain level vulnerable when we make music because it's, you know, our deepest feelings that we're letting, we're letting out to the world. And some people take it how they take it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Meg, she killed her shit too. I'm not going to lie. Like, nope. she killed yeah. her shit. But I feel I, like... Okay, okay. I'll I wait like, it's my turn. Yeah, yeah definitely. I feel like Troy... Tori did his in a more playful manner. He did. Meg he did. did that in a more angry manner. Like, If yeah, we had was... to focus on the artistic aspect behind the album, I definitely would say Torlane's One by Landslide for sure. Yeah. Because from the beginning to end for me, it was just a clean story. I love yeah. that he was storytelling. Tori is a story. And I will give that to him. Right. And you can feel the rage, the anger, the disappointment, the tracks overall. And I really like that. Right. You know, but... For me, even Money Over Fallouts, if you know that track, he left me with the whole factor and the whole question. Mm-hmm. And three times he left me with that whole question, which was, how could she actually go on IG Live and actually expose him or actually speak on the matter? How can she make her team try to make him look like the bad guy? And also, how could she get shot in the foot without hitting a bone? Now, that's his side of the story. And how she got shot 
from behind, but she was able to identify him. Listen, Tori exactly. could be a lawyer because he could be a lawyer. He's when the whole funny. story came out, I was like, you know, I, in my mind, I kind of had an idea of what happened. But when that album came out, I was like, hmm, I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah, Tori is—he yeah. is knows what he's doing. I think he's very persuasive, and it's because of the tones in his rhythm and his work. Mm. And it was very impressive to me. It was a great body of work. But I have to admit, I have to give Meg her props. So for, sure. for those who do not know, in Shots Fired, she sampled off Who Shot You. Now, for those who don't know who's, what is Who Shot You, it is actually a song from B.I.G., Notorious. And back in the day, he used to actually have beef with Tupac. And she decided to actually use that song and create it into her own. And it was actually really impressive that she can do uh... that and actually make it her own work and make it a savage work. Why not? So that's, I think that was my issue. Like she sampled such a big song and the song, like her song was kind of weak. Like I love Meg. Really? I love, I love Meg. I, from the beginning, from her freestyle days. I love yeah. that song. Um, in my opinion, Meg is a very uh, talented artist, but she's not very street. You know what I mean? Mm. Like she's talking, like she doesn't really talk about real shit in her songs. Like I feel like this is the first time where she's directly, in my opinion, I've not really listened to all her records, but this is the first time where she's right. talking about real shit. Tori right. always be talking about real shit, and he's, he's used to this. He's used to the street life. Exactly. You know to what I mean? So honest like, with you, yeah. To yeah. be honest with you, I am very impressed with Meg to even come forward and challenge herself with Tori Lanez. Right. Tori Lanez dropped his mixtape when 2009 versus Meg. She's been in the game since when, 2016. And right. as a female, she stepped forward and actually challenged yeah. herself. Yeah, for And sure. I like that. For I sure. really like that. When, you know, that's the thing too, like, and it's music. It's always been, you know, music where artists, you know, they bring both sides of the story and give us the full picture in their own way. And that's the beautiful part about music you know you get to you get to it's almost like you're living it you know what i mean they put exactly. it into the body of work and you listen it's almost like yeah you know you're writing for who you're writing for and you feel like you're <laughs> a part of it that's another part of the power of music you know what i mean so i feel i, I think in my honest opinion that they both did great you know they both expressed themselves the way they knew how and they killed it yeah i'm still friends of the tory lane's project i feel like his ability to have a whole album about one incident and every song feels so different and so new right. i was like this guy is talented he is. talented He's so talented. to me i can't even compare if i had to pick one like i can't even compare any track versus mm -hmm. shots fired because shots fired just wasn't it for me mm -hmm. i liked shots fired i really liked it she came <laughs> really strong for me right she came really, really strong and she was not scared to actually put her foot out there and actually talk to him and let him know, listen, I heard your track. I'm coming for you and I'm going <laughs> to let you know what's up. Like, that's what she did in the track. Facts. And I like she has experience now. She has experience. Now. Yeah, she has experience. Like nothing makes you more street than be shot at. So true, yeah. true. Do you guys think it's a um, publicity stunt? Because I was reading CP24 and an article mentioned that both of their careers have kind of gotten a boost since the incident but i'm not sure because you know the courts are involved the cops are involved the labels are involved mm -hmm. heavy on it yeah yeah so i don't know it could be politics at the end of the day but as long as they both winning you know we'll could. never know but mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean at the end of it all it's good publicity yeah. but it's controversial right and it did yeah. happen mm -hmm. i'm just happy that they actually expressed it through music me too. 
Me too. So Me too. True. I wish more artists would do that. Keep it on yeah. just the music yeah. level. And when know. everything happened, I'm like, yes, yeah. a good album is gonna come out soon. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, that, that is sick. Thing, like, that is like, so wrong. <laughs> of course, when the whole thing happened, I'm like, yes, Torlaze is gonna be in his feelings. He's gonna start singing. We're gonna we're gonna get the next chicks tape. I'm ready. But yeah. we didn't get chicks taped. But I loved his flow. His flow was amazing. It was something that we haven't gotten in a long time. Okay, guys, we're gonna move on to the next topic. Prophet, you're gonna be in the hot seat for this one because I found this Ooh. this um topic on your page. Would you date your friend's ex? Silence is an answer. I said this already. Um, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I am very disappointed in you, Prophet. All right. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, like, um, I would. I think if... it's safe to say me and Izzy are extremely shocked by your answer. <gasps> Please all, elaborate why you would do that. First of all, I'm a guy, so it might be different when I express that. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just being honest because, for example, if someone hasn't dated, I could put it back to you, but if someone hasn't dated someone in over five years, does it really matter that they dated that person? Absolutely. Listen, I if, would never even look at Big Misha's ex. Exactly. If Izzy touched that, that's Izzy's. I'm not touching that. You know what I mean? If talk what to if someone in kindergarten, what, what if you're not him. friends with that person anymore? Oh, then. Uh, um, wow. <laughs> you're still going to be like, wow. oh, well, a person that used to be my friend five years ago dated that's you. That's petty. So, that is yeah. so petty. That's super petty. You know? Okay, so, so it's like, yeah. What if you had a best friend bond, right, with your male friend? You guys are not talking to each other anymore for whatever circumstances. We don't know. It could be something really personal. And then the girl decided to check you out, his ex-girlfriend. You're going to slap that? You're taking... Okay, let me put it this way, right? You're sleeping with that, prophet? Let me me put it this way. Damn. I feel like, okay... Dating might be a little bit too... He's a sinner. He really is a sinner. He really is. You're right. You're about to say... And Did you listen to my AP Born Sinner? Did you listen to my AP Born Sinner? Did you? I know what you're about to say. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think there's a time limit. If you dated somebody for two, three months, a few months, I don't give a fuck. Okay. If so you what's, dated the someone, what's the time? If you, where you're if like, you dated someone no. for like maybe like three to five years and maybe like you moved in with them... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that you did share a lot of, you know, a lot of your life with that person. So it's a little bit more complicated. So I'd be like, okay, cool. Nice that. But if you dated someone for two months or you just smashed the person one time or, you know what I mean? Then it's like, do you okay, really? Okay, what if it's a wifey thing? What if he actually wifey? He doesn't him? care. No, no, that's what I'm trying to say. Like the type of relationship matters. If it's a very, if it's casual dating or if you haven't dated a person for a long time, I think, yeah, go ahead and do that. But if the person had been with the person for like three to five years or 10 years or got married to the person or whatever, then that makes shit a little bit more complicated. But like I said, friendships come and go. So it's like a lot of people I was friends with five years ago that I'm not friends with. If I, you know, meet someone they used to fuck with and I fuck with them, I'm fucking them. Okay, guys, we're going to go on to the link up segment. We're just going to talk about music we're listening to, our movies we're watching. Um, What are you guys listening to? So because we were going to speak on Daystar today and Meg Thee Stallion, I have been listening to their albums a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite songs 
it is circles i really like that i really really like that track it is so dope to me um fun fact she actually did a remix on jasmine solomon's song holding you down and i really loved it so yeah. that's the song of the day for me okay what about you Prophet? i haven't been watching any movies for sure oh. so that's not the picture um i think who have I been really listening to these days? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Five Year Foreign. Ooh, mm-hmm. heavy on it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow, yeah. You listen to Five Year Four, is he? Yeah, and yeah. also uh, King Von. Oh, okay, dope. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Those are the two people I really been on these days. Which uh, is your favorite song? From who? King Von. Uh definitely took her to the O. Oh, yeah. that's dope. Yeah, that is dope. Like, funny enough, like I was on that song like long before people started like you know really getting. Yeah, like, I love King Von. Yeah, he's know. he's a storyteller too. He's a oh yeah, yeah he is. I love like energy. I love rap mm-hmm. artists that are storytellers because like like I said, growing up I used to listen to people like Eminem, like you know at Fifty Cent. Like I love storytelling rap, and that guy was killing it. You know what I mean? I love the song he did with um, Five Year Four and Two. I am what I am. Um. It was one of the last songs he put out before he put out his uh his uh, uh welcome to old block uh i believe album but that's on if you haven't heard it like you should go hear it too because funny enough he said a line in that song and then that was before he died it was like uh how does it go again um and if i should die i'm boosting the murder rate yeah oh yeah Ooh, i remember, that part? I remember yeah. he did pass i yeah. remember that line instantly and everybody was like yeah like yo like you know the murder it's almost like he up, predicted it going to war and shit like yeah you know yeah yeah for me is he robin so- banks so he released an album here my pain earlier in the summer and i've been listening to it um from then till now if you know robin banks he's a toronto artist but his replay value, you can listen to any one of his songs over and over and over again. The My yeah, favorite songs, I would list the whole album as my favorite song, to be honest. But if I had to pick, I would say um, Banco Bugatti, Adore, and Fighting My Demons. It is a dope song. What about the movies? Um, Movies. I, I don't know any new movies now, but I mean, I, I watched a series, The Mandalorian. <laughs> been off of um star wars like a star wars spinoff i watched that in like a day i more watch tv shows um to be honest i don't really watch that much tv these days i've been actually busy working on another ep um but i just saw the hunting of Bly house not long ago i love horror movies and horror uh, tv shows um uh, i think that was one of the recent ones i watched yeah Okay. I know you're dying to get into your games. Yes, so I do have a game for you, Prophet, and I am very intrigued by your answers. Hopefully you answer correctly because I will be judging you if you don't answer correctly. So the name of the game is called Profit for Profit. So profit meaning money, some form of gain from an investment for profit, which is you. So we want on words. Look at rapper Big Mish. Right, right. We have to play around with the words, right? So I want you to think big profit. So what if you went on a Europe tour or let's say you went on a tour in Nigeria and this is a big tour for you and you made a profit of $500,000. What would you do with the money? And you're left with a a variety of options. So the first one is going to be, would you donate $50,000 to a charity or would you invest in a property for $50,000? 
I would invest in a property. Okay. Would you spend $10,000 on strippers in a strip club? Or would you buy a, your lady a Birkin bag for $50,000? Would I spend $10,000 on a strip club? Yes. So or 50k on a bag. Yeah. So you go to the strip club, you're just spending the bands, all the ones you're just spending on them. That good Friday night with the two chicks. <laughs> Profit, you're just in there and you're spending that money and you're just going. He's, He's choosing the strip club. Or your lady wants a Birkin bag for 50k because, you know, Birkin bag is kind of like the, the trending bag right now. What would you do? Those are actually two things that I would never do. So it's a, it's Damn, a, it's, what? But you have to choose, though. You don't have a choice but to choose one. Okay, 10K on strippers. <laughs> yeah. Smart. 50K Smart. on a Birkin bag is absolutely stupid if you have Right away. Oh, if you have 500K. Right. First of all, I just invested 50K on property, so that brings me to 450K. That's dope. That's dope. I can basically have 440K left if I go you know get them strippers or i could be down another 50k to bring me down to four hundred thousand. Oh, you're good at math let me find Ooh. out you're good at math Ooh. i'm smart too <laughs> like, how are we gonna i'm smart too <laughs> yeah you know so yeah like you know say like no girl i'm with is gonna be deal telling me buy, buy me a burger bag of fifty thousand dollars like come on you'll you'll meet her one never say never you will yeah. meet her. listen i'm no i'm not saying that i can't Rihanna. i'm not saying that i can't buy yeah yeah if i'm dating someone i'm not saying i can't buy that for the person but with a 500k budget that's how much basically i just made mm-hmm. and right. i'm gonna be like yeah i just made this money 50k on it nah i'd rather okay, give so you're the being person, wise you're being i'd rather wise. give you the person the 50k cash money. like mm-hmm. go start a business or buy yeah, property or for the person something. yeah like i'm not like, and that's another thing. Like, I can't even date someone that would think like that. Like, 50K on a bag. 50K on a Birkin, right. I agree. Nah. Go buy okay, some so property. my next question for you is, would you purchase... So we're thinking of big boy toys, actually. Mm-hmm. So would you purchase a Maybach for 200000 Or would you actually treat yourself to a G-Wagon for $70,000? What do I like to drive? Maybach, how much? <laughs> two hundred. Nah, I wouldn't buy a two hundred thousand dollar car, so I'm gonna go with the G wagon. G wagon, okay, dope. That's a G car too, so yeah. Okay, I have one. I don't even know how much money you have left, but let's just say you have fifty thousand dollars left. Would you pay for a feature from Burna Boy that you have to promote yourself? So just because you pay for it doesn't mean I know your answer, profit. But go ahead. Like <laughs> you know, you have to do all the work, or would you just save that fifty k? I'll save that 50k. Oh, <laughs> we are surprised. Why? We're gonna get back to that question. Hold on. No, 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 no. We're gonna ask him afterwards. Yeah, so we're gonna, gonna ask get him my after. next question. My last question is: this is this is not a um, you have a chance to get 50k here. Ready? Ready for the scenario? Would you take 50k from someone where you had to stop creating music or are you going to give up that option to get 50K and just take the chance and grind for possibly more money in the future? I'm going to take the chance and grind. I've been grinding all my life. Yes. All my life. Yes. Been grinding all my life. <laughs> hey. Sacrifice. Hustle pay the price. Don't sell your soul hey. for 50K. Yeah. In my career, I don't spend maybe close to 30K. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, no cap. I don't spend maybe close to 30K, if not more. So it's like, that's like what? Okay, if I close up shop, like what? 20K profit for all these years of grinding? That's nothing. That's a great that's answer. Smart. 
I rate it. I rate it. I rate it completely. But I want to get back to that question. So um, the question about Burna Boy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly confused. I was shocked. Right. I, I, I'm, 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 <laughs> when you've been in this game for a bit, right? You get to understand certain things. And if I have $50,000 right now, I'm blown. I don't need no features. Burner Boy's name is not enough to blow me up as an artist. If he's not pushing it, it's not enough to blow that me up. True. I'm all upload that on SoundCloud. Why do you agree with that, that, Izzy? I have seen so many artists, um, and they have big features. Yeah, you know they spent money on that feature, without and the promotion is not pushing it. Right, without promotion, no points. Without promotion is basically like. <laughs> you're just wasting the music it is because like you have to market whatever you make you can make the best song ever but if there's no marketing behind it it's not going nowhere yeah Mm -hmm. so with my name alone with 50k budget to push a song i'm blown i don't need no features i love this answer that is a good answer. straight up (laughs) that's a really good answer wow so profit tell everyone where they can find you on social media Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. uh, <laughs> um, on Instagram is I am underscore profit. That's profit with two T's. On YouTube is profit music. Um, on Twitter is also I am underscore profit. And, and just to yeah. clarify, it is not profit as in money. It is P R O P E T T E T T. That's correct. Get it correct profit because you know music musicians i'm not even gonna say music artists because you know musicians the real musicians i believe they are voices of you know the generation divine inspiration they are voices of generation and they speak things there's things that i've spoken in my songs that came true you know there's things that have been spoken in songs that came true and it's like you know we to be a creative in general you do need where, where does inspiration come from I actually, now that you mentioned that, I have a quick question. I don't think we mentioned this. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about inspiration and like where you see yourself. Did you ever imagine, before you started music, did you ever imagine yourself getting 50,000 views on YouTube? I, I dreamt about it, but let me, like if we want to go back to the inception, I started doing music for therapy and just as a hobby. Like I used to look up to people like Michael and see what they did with stages and stuff and be like, damn, like I want to be like that one day. But like I never really thought that I was going to, do music on a professional level like I'm doing or like I would be doing in like two three years from now I was more of just like I needed something to cope with what I was going through as a child so I was like even now seeing like oh like I've been on tv my parents don't see me on tv like you know what I mean like people that I grew up with see me on tv like face on like you know different things like it's like damn like if you told me like 10 15 years ago like you're gonna be on tv like you know like it's nothing and like you're gonna be doing shows and shit like I would not have believed because first of all I was a shy kid so it's like huh I don't want nobody to know me like that like you know what I mean like I don't want to be in you know in front of like hundreds of people like doing a show you know what I mean so it's like no like I never thought that so like you know I just feel like it's the grind is the hustle but at the same time I feel like it's it's a blessing to be able to see it all come to fruition absolutely I know you're doing it you're here you've been on tour you created the echo we love I ain't you. here yet <laughs> thank you for started. linking up with us profit <laughs> no sweat no sweat thank you guys for having me we appreciate it so much for sure We're definitely watching you so we expect the best